0: Can you imagine having an annoying habit or mannerism that drove everyone else around you crazy to the point where they even avoided working with you and no one ever had the courage to give you feedback about it? Hello and welcome to Conscious Business. I'm your host, Julie Zuzak. Today we're gonna talk about leadership blind spots because hey, we all have them, we're only human. The question is, do you have a growth mindset that makes you want to realize them and address them or do you wanna live in ignorant bliss? Well, stick around for this episode and it will help you decide which way you're gonna go. Ignorance bliss, growth mindset. And the thing is, I can't really talk about blind spots without talking about feedback. Because feedback, it's kind of like their nemesis, right? Because as soon as you tell someone what they do, you give them feedback, that instantly removes the blind spot. There's a definite correlation here. I'm going to explain that more later on. So here's a look at what you're going to learn today. First, I'm going to explain exactly what blind spots are. In the second segment, I'll explain why feedback is so important. And then in the last segment, I'm going to give you some tips to help you to locate your blind spot. So get out of your head into your heart and let's dive right in, shall we? So let's start with a tough love. We all have blind spots. We do. We all have blind spots. I have them. You have them. And no matter how conscious and how self-aware we are, we still have blind spots. It just feels like sometimes the more work we do, the more work there is to do, right? It's like a bottomless pit of growth, learning, expanding, and exploring. When we have blind spots, they are basically things that we don't see in ourselves. We aren't even aware of what they are, or as my clients often say, I don't know what I don't know. In this episode, I'm specifically focused on leadership blind spots, which I explain as soft skills. So these are things that are self-awareness or aspects of your personality or your personal brand. It's possible to have blind spots in other areas, like with hard skills, which is really quite common, but for some reason, These types of blind spots don't impact us the same way as leadership blind spots. When we learn that we have a hard skill as a blind spot, we take note of it. We decide if it's interesting or potentially important to us, in which case... We make a mental note, right? We put it on our to do list. I really need to learn how to do pivot tables. Because I just have this feeling that my life would be richer with pivot tables in it. And when we see other people working at their pivot tables, you know, we might gaze at them longingly, wondering if their life is actually more fulfilling than ours. Bottom line having a blind spot with a hard skill it's no big deal, right? It isn't detrimental, it isn't embarrassing, there's no shame here, it just is. It's basically noticing that you haven't acquired a skill yet and then deciding whether you want to or not. And when we have a leadership blind spot, this is a blind spot around a soft skill, something that reflects maybe a lack of self-awareness. This can sometimes, not always, but quite often, it's something that is really embarrassing for people to realize. Some examples of leadership blind spots are when you dominate the conversation. You share your opinion, but you don't really care or listen to the opinion of others. Or you maybe override a meeting. And don't have anyone with the courage to stand up to you because they're too intimidated by you. And they know that you're not going to listen to them anyways. Another blind spot would be constantly playing the contrarian. So consistently disagreeing with everyone else for the sake of disagreeing. I personally find this really frustrating with people. Now, another leadership blind spot is not being able to self-promote. This one's really common. When I talk about self-promotion with clients, they often give me this death stare. Like, you have got to be kidding. I don't self-promote. That's for all those other self-centered, self-absorbed, obnoxious people. I don't need to self-promote. But here's a little tough love, a little quick note on (laughs) self-promotion. If you are one of these overly humble people who thinks that your hard work speaks for itself and you've got your nose down, you're so focused on over delivering and over producing and you eventually burn yourself out from working so hard, you're doing it all wrong. You're doing it the hard way. This is one of the biggest misconceptions that I see in the corporate world is this belief that your hard work will speak for itself and that, you know, the promotion fairy is just going to fly by and hand you more money, hand you a promotion, a better job. But truth is, there's no such thing as the promotion fairy. You've got to learn how to be confident and promote yourself in an authentic, aligned way. I think we'll talk about that in a future episode. That's been a big theme that is coming up, and so often people avoid it because they think that they're going to instantly turn obnoxious if they start to self-promote, but it doesn't have to be that way. All right, some other blind spots are avoiding conflict, avoiding confrontation, feedback, being unable to say no, the inability to negotiate, a lack of empathy, or emotional intelligence. I could go on and on, but you get the picture. All the tough stuff, right? The stuff that pushes us way out of our comfort zone. Now, the biggest challenge about blind spots, though, is that they're blind. We often don't even know about something until someone tells us about it. Or we receive some sort of feedback or performance review or 360 that really outlines exactly what these blind spots are. And, you know, quite often I see people go through A phase of resistance or denial because they've heard about something that they really don't want to be true and so they go to the place of pushing back or resisting but quite often if you're noticing that resistance in you there's usually a little bit of truth in it maybe only 2% as I often say defensiveness is a close neighbor to the truth but the good news is that we learn about our blind spots and instantly we are able to dive in and start working on them. And then once we master them, they become new skills and capabilities that help us to expand our leadership range. So when you realize that you don't know how to say no that is essentially something that was your blind spot. And then over time, you master this art of saying no. This helps you to build up that skill. And so eventually, you've mastered the art of saying no. And my friend, you have expanded your range, which means that you are a more confident, more dynamic, and more capable leader. So let's recap here. We all have blind spots. Yes, we do. We can have blind spots with hard skills, which we take note of, decide whether they're important to us, and then figure out how we're going to add them to our list. When we have a blind spot with a hard skill, it usually isn't detrimental or embarrassing to us. However, when we have a leadership blind spot, something around a soft skill that reflects a lack of self-awareness, well, this can sometimes be really embarrassing for people to realize. But soft skills, just like hard skills, can be developed over time with effort, with courage, patience, and consistency. So what about you? Can you think of a soft skill that you'd like to master or improve on? It could be something that you've received via feedback from others and either said, yep, I definitely need to learn that, or maybe you had a little bit of resistance around it. Maybe this is something that used to be a blind spot, and once you found out, you realize this is definitely something that you'd like to be able to do in the future. So in the intro at the top of this episode, I made a claim that the nemesis to blind spots is feedback. And so let's keep it real. Sometimes I know that it can be uncomfortable to give someone feedback. So we avoid it or we resist or procrastinate on it. But here's the deal. We are not doing anyone any favors when we avoid giving them feedback. We think that we're sparing them discomfort, but we're not. Quite often when you have that resistance, it's more about you than it is about them. A really common complaint I hear from my clients is that they feel frustrated because their boss only gives them positive feedback. Their boss tells them what they do really well, but never any suggestions on development areas or things that they could improve on. And I get it. I know this can be frustrating because we all have a fundamental need to grow, to learn and evolve. And if we're not growing, then we're stagnant or worse yet, we're regressing. This makes us feel bored, unchallenged, or worse yet, disengaged. And I feel like disengage is basically like a swear word in the corporate world now. Employee disengagement is at an all-time high. So I have to pause here for a second and give credit to my clients for this episode, definitely dedicating this episode to my clients because as often happens, there is a theme over a couple week period where a bunch of clients are struggling with the same thing. In this instance, it was them struggling to give feedback to their employees. And this really was a big issue for them. They struggled whether they were going to give the feedback or not. So I know that this is a topic a lot of you struggle with. So I wanted to create this episode to give you some support on giving feedback. So I want to share a few truths around feedback. And most of these truths are actually just justification lies told to you by your saboteurs. And they are so sneaky when they make up these lies. They make you believe that these lies are actually true. But we're going to Together right now, make them conscious once and for all. And as I go through this list, I want you to really listen at a deep level. Take note if any of these justification lies sound a little bit familiar to you. I have three truths for you I'm going to share. Here we go. Number one it is that giving feedback is kind. Giving feedback is kind. Now, the justification lie here is that, you know, we're going to be really mean if we hurt someone's feelings by telling them the truth but this couldn't be any more inaccurate. Giving feedback shows that you care. It shows that you want someone to grow and learn. It proves to them that, hey, you care enough to really reflect on them and the potential leader that you want them to grow into, and you've noticed what those gaps are, and you want to share them. You're even willing to go through a little bit of an uncomfortable conversation to deliver them this feedback. So, giving feedback is kind, not mean. The second truth is that sometimes people need to hear something seven times before it actually sinks in. So, the justification lie here is that I know I could tell them, but you know, they're so unconscious or stubborn that if I go to the bother of telling them, they're probably not going to change their behavior, anyways. So, really, why would I go to all that bother and discomfort? So I want to share a personal example to explain this one. Once I had a client that I needed to give some really tough feedback. I needed to tell her that she needed to be more warm, open, and vulnerable when she was delivering a talk. Well, really in all aspects of her career, but this was specifically around an event that we were working towards. The topic that she was delivering at this event was a really, really vulnerable, difficult topic. And she was opening up and sharing this with an audience of women. And so we did a little run through of her talk. And in my head, all I could think of was this is totally going to bomb. She's like a lamb going to slaughter. If she goes up there and shares this story from this perspective and delivers it in this way, People aren't going to be able to connect to her, and they might not even believe her, which will be a shame because she's got a great story to tell. And all I could think of was, this is my responsibility to tell her the truth. She's going full speed ahead into a brick wall, and she doesn't have a helmet or her seatbelt on. So I've got to step in here. And you know what happened? As soon as I told her, she said, Yeah, you know, I've heard that before. I've been told that a number of times in the past. And she started to list off all these people who have told her the same feedback over the years, maybe over the last 10 years in her career. So you know, obviously, what my next question was, don't you? So if people have been telling you this for 10 years, why haven't you done anything about it or changed your behavior? Well, the truth is she didn't actually have a good answer. She was just kind of worn down i think at that point she'd finally heard it enough times over and over she could no longer write it off as a coincidence this was the opportunity for her to finally accept the truth about the feedback that she'd been told and to decide to do something about it and did she ever She went way over to that other end of the spectrum. She was vulnerable and her talk was such a big hit. She told me that women came storming up to her afterwards when her talk was done telling her how inspired they were by her. And she felt so rewarded and so proud of how she opened up. And I want to be honest, I really don't think it was anything that I did in particular that made her believe me over all those other people that had told her the exact same feedback over the years. It might have been because I was her coach and she was paying me for my feedback and that's why she took it a little bit more seriously than the feedback she'd gotten from other people over the years but I happen to think that in this scenario It's just a matter of hearing something a number of times over and over. And you know, when we hear it the first time, we can sort of write it off. When we hear it the second time, it can be oh, a coincidence that someone else said the exact same thing. We can't imagine why they would say it. But when you hear it over and over and over again, seven plus times, then it becomes harder and harder to deny that it's true. So the second truth is sometimes we need to hear something seven plus times before it actually sinks in. Now the third truth about feedback is that sometimes people have been massively failed by others, which means that over the years, no one has ever told them the truth of what they needed to hear. No one has ever given them the feedback, which sucks because if you think about it, either someone didn't take the time or effort to give them the feedback, or someone was just too uncomfortable and felt that that person wasn't worth receiving the feedback. I don't know which one's worse. So I have another story to tell to explain this scenario. So this was a different client, and she had an employee that was a big talker, like a really, really big talker, and she talked way too much. To the point that people were actually starting to complain about her because she would trap them in their office and then go on and on for like 30 minutes and people were frustrated because they had meetings to go to or things to do and she was just really distracting. So it got to the point where people started to actually avoid working with her or request to work with someone else instead. Now, what made this situation complicated is that this employee was only a few years away from her retirement. Seriously. So she had been this big talker her entire career and no one ever told her. Or maybe they told her, but not in a way that really communicated how important it was, enough to inspire her to change her behavior. So there's a lot of justification lies here. Like, why do we really need to bother with this now, right? She's only a couple years away from retirement. Why would we rock the boat? No one else ever bothered to tell her. And the big justification lie is if I tell her now, isn't she going to feel shame that she has been like this over all these years and no one has ever told her? So yeah, these are really valid considerations, right? But they are not excuses. Just because every single boss that this employee has ever had over the years has consistently failed her does not give you permission to fail her too. Can you imagine having an annoying habit like that or a blind spot or a mannerism that drove everyone else crazy to the point where they avoided working with you and no one, no one had the courage to give you feedback about it? I don't know about you, but I would be pretty disappointed. You owe it to her to tell her, and my client did just that. And the employee was so grateful, she wasn't ashamed at all. And the feedback actually helped to really improve their relationship too. So the third truth about feedback is that sometimes people have been massively failed by others. I want to give you three tips to help you discover what your own blind spots are. Tip number one is radical self-inquiry. So this is where you take that magnifying glass and you look at your leadership. And what I'm going to suggest you do is start by listing off all those awesome things that you do really well. And this will help you to reveal your blind spots. As you start to go through things that you can do, paradoxically, this will help you to reveal the things that you can't do. Other things that will help you here is to read biographies of great leaders, Uh, watch videos of them, and also do research around top leadership skills, and really be honest with yourself around how well you can do this. Maybe even, you know, rank it on a scale of one to ten, like ten being totally competent. Am I a ten at this, or am I really like a four or a three? And then once you've got that list, you can check in with someone and get their feedback. Tip number two. You can do a 360 or some sort of peer review. This is where you ask for feedback from others around you who work with you on a regular basis. They're going to give you your blind spots and you may not like it, but boy, do you ever need to hear it. I see this a lot with executives, especially. We have a lot of resistance when we hear about things that we're not good at but prepare yourself going into this. The objective of a 360 isn't to feel like you get positive feedback only from others. You wanna hear about these blind spots. You wanna hear about things that you don't know how to do or things you do wrong. Wouldn't you rather know versus, like my earlier example in the last segment, find out two years before retirement that you've had this blind spot your entire career? I know I wouldn't. All right, and tip number three, is to reflect on emotionally charged situations. When did you have a conflict with someone else? What ticked you off? Usually, you can poke around in there and find something that was caused by a blind spot. So let's recap those three tips. One, radical self-inquiry. Two, getting a peer review or a 360. And three, review emotionally charged situations. All right, it's time to start wrapping up this episode on blind spots and feedback. Remember, we all have blind spots. All of us. I do. You do. Everyone else does. There's no shame in that at all. But take the time to really decide. Do you want to be the person that has a growth mindset and addresses what your blind spots are and does something about it? Or do you want to live in ignorant bliss for the rest of your life? Or worse yet, find out, but it's just before retirement, and you only have two years to redeem yourself. So really take this time to reflect on who you are, what you do well, and what your blind spots are. Because I promise you, the more that you deep dive, the more that you learn about yourself and realize what you can and can't do, the greater range and capability that you have. And this makes you a more confident, more dynamic, and more powerful leader. And most of all, remember that feedback is always the nemesis to blind spots.